This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, today on Ringler Radio, we're going to spotlight the Houston Bar Association. Established in 1870, the association's purpose was to maintain high standards in the legal profession and provide legal education for Harris County attorneys down there in Texas. And today, the Houston Bar Association is the fifth largest metropolitan bar association in the nation, and it still adheres to those basic principles. But it's expanded its goals to include public service and better access to legal services for all citizens in the greater Houston area. Well, joining me today to help in this discussion is my colleague and co-host, Bob Caples. Bob heads up our Houston Ringler office. He joined Ringler in 2007 after spending 11 years as a structured settlement consultant with another prominent structured settlement brokerage firm. So uh, he's an expert on all of this. So welcome, Bob, to Ringler Radio. Hi, Larry. Always great to be here, and thanks for having me. You're, you're quite welcome. Love to have you as our co-host. And our special guest today is attorney David Shomet, president of the Houston Bar Association. David represents corporations in numerous industries on litigation matters pending across the United States for his law practice, Shomet PLLC, in Houston, Texas. He's also a leading lawyer on issues related to electronic discovery and data management and quite a few other things, too, David. Welcome to Ringler Radio. Well, glad to be here, Larry. Thank you for having me. Terrific. Well, David, tell us about your role uh, at the Houston Bar Association, and talk to us a little bit about your uh, law practice. Well, as, as you mentioned, Larry, um, the HBA is the fifth largest metropolitan bar association in the country. We have 11,500 members, which, uh, when the rubber meets the road, means we have 27 sections and 38 committees, all full of lawyers who are either trying to improve themselves professionally or do some sort of public service. So uh, I get to be sort of the ringleader. You know, I don't, they don't make me wear the big hat that often, but um, <laughs> I do actually get to go out and, um, and see a lot of these activities in action. So that's what I've been doing most of this year. Terrific. David, what would you say some of the common legal issues you're seeing in the community today? Well, I, you know, Bob, that's a good question. I think one of the big things that I'm seeing, and I've and I've been to the National Council of Bar Presidents and and some other national organizations, the the legal system uh, has some very significant challenges to it right now. One of the big ones, I think, is that the access to justice is not really uh, as easy as it used to be. Um, we talk about in Texas that four out of every five um, low-income Texans who needs legal assistance doesn't get it. And that's a problem. You know, we don't we don't have enough lawyers uh, able to provide pro bono services in a meaningful way. That's a real challenge for us. The other challenge that exists is, frankly, for law students. We're graduating people from law school with um, $200,000 plus in debt on a regular basis. And that makes it very hard when you consider that there are very few jobs that are out there. So you've given somebody a house or at least a house payment without a house, and then you've given them no way to pay it back. And and that's a 
significant issue that the legal industry has to deal with. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I guess almost every college uh, attendee today has those issues of uh, debt after college. I mean, that's become a big problem in America with uh, a lot of the kids. And I, you know, I, I happen to have twin girls who went to school and uh, came out and came back and knocked on my door and said, Dad, can you, can you help me out? And I think a lot, of, a lot of parents are now finding that out as well. Well, and, and with the and with the shrinking legal market after two thousand eight, and it's coming back some, but but the jobs are different. Um, it, it's harder, you know. And 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 we have it's an interesting dynamic because on the one hand we have an extreme legal need. There are a lot of people out there who are who have legal needs that that are not being met. And on the other hand, we have people who can't find jobs. And there are a lot of people in the bar who are spending a fair amount of time trying to figure out how to put those two groups together because logically it's, it's like a marriage made in heaven. You know? yeah. <laughs> we, we should be able to do that, but it's not as easy as you might imagine when, when things actually, when push comes to shove. So. I, I agree. I agree. Well, David, can you share with us some of the Houston Bar Association's initiatives for 2014? What are you, what are you focusing on? Well, there really have been two or three main things. Um, first of all, I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen, uh, one of the first naturalized U.S. citizens to be president of the Houston Bar Association. Mm. And so I really focused on um, immigration uh, education. Uh, you know, whether the reform bill passes in Washington or not is really immaterial. Um, but if it did, the uh, a good friend of mine, Charles Foster, who who used to be president of uh, the American the Immigration Lawyers of America, I can't remember the exact name of the organization, but the National Immigration Lawyers Association, he told me once that if immigration reform passed, four hundred thousand people in the greater Houston area would have a legal need. That's not necessarily that they would be applying for citizenship, but they would have a legal need to do something about their status. Mm-hmm. Frankly. We as a legal community are not ready to face that. And, and, and the problem with that is that there are people who prey upon those people mm-hmm. um, in, in their own communities, providing them with what sounds like good advice, but isn't. And in the immigration arena, if you don't do the right thing and you make a mistake, you fill out the wrong form, you make the wrong statement, you, you could be deported. And there really isn't a way to fix it. So I tried to do some immigration reform, uh, excuse me, immigration education um, by getting the three law schools, we have three law schools in Houston, to come together with the bar to put on an immigration symposium. Um, We've dedicated one article per issue of our uh, magazine to immigration issues, whether it be in family law or probate or in the criminal uh, law arena. So we've done a lot of that. In addition to that, to sort of address um, uh, relevancy issues for the bar, I created a group of people called the ambassadors who are young lawyers, usually between most of them, there are 20 of them. They're mostly between one to five years out of school. And I've empowered them to go talk to the bar about the bar. Hmm. Last year, when I was chair of the membership committee, I did, um, I, I started a series of focus groups. And what I found out, because we were concerned that people weren't joining the bar on the same rate, what we found out was people love the bar, but they don't know what the bar does. I mean, at every one of these focus groups, someone would say something like, it'd be really nice if you guys got involved with a group called, you know, group like <laughs> Habitat for Humanity. Yep. And then I would say, you mean like the 16 houses that we've built over the last 16 years? You mean that Habitat for Humanity? And, and, and so what really became apparent is that the bar is doing a lot of things that people don't know about. And so that group of ambassadors has been empowered to go out and talk to the bar about the bar. And I think that that program has been successful so far. Terrific. 
Well, you know, uh, David, uh, digging a little bit deeper into the membership of the uh, Houston Bar Association, can you tell us what the process is? And, and you've mentioned some, but what are some of the other benefits to belonging to a bar association? Well, you know, you know, really the the process is, is relatively easy. And we're a voluntary bar. You fill out the form, you write a check, and you're a member. <laughs> so it's not that it's not that complicated. Um, but uh, you have to be a member of good standing of, of the state bar. But you know, um, uh, or any or a bar of any jurisdiction. Actually, we we recently had a discussion about that. Um, the but the benefits are you get to be part of the community of lawyers. And how you become a member of that community, what you do in that community, it's really up to you. As I mentioned, we have 27 sections. Those are substantive law sections. Everything from litigation to securities and arbitration to appellate work to um, ADR to Social Security. Social Security has, I think, 35 to 40 members. Those those members who participate in those sections get to participate in CLEs, get to participate in, in uh, networking events with the judges and others who practice in that area. So it's a really good way to get to know people who are practicing the same sort of laws. You on the committee side, like I said, we have 38 committees, and if you want to do public service, we have a committee for you. Um, one of the things that I've often said about the HBA is that we have to do more to be the portal for our lawyers. We are very busy people these days, and if we can be the portal, the way that you can find out about other things that are happening in your community, then we should be doing that. You know, if it, 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 we shouldn't leave it to the busy lawyer to find out. You know, um, gee, it'd be really nice to go uh, do something where I clean up a park as part of the environment. Maybe I'll bring my kids with me. We do that. We do that twice a year. Find out when we're doing it. Come with us. We just finished um, uh, our campaign as part of the Super Bowl of Caring, where we worked with the Houston Food Bank and Super Bowl of Caring, where about 80 of us showed up at the Houston Food Bank on a Saturday to bag rice for, um, for needy Houston area families. So there's a lot of things that we do to help people coordinate their public service in addition to providing substantive help in their practice areas as well. Well, that's terrific. David, uh, let's talk a little bit about the mentoring that the Houston Bar Association does for law students and uh, the legal community. Can you tell us about the Houston Bar Association programs for law students and law students and maybe bring in a little bit of commentary about the summer clerkship program and the juvenile justice mock trial program. Well, it's it's funny that you're that we're having this discussion today because today is the mock trial day. Wow. <laughs> We've got all those students down at the courthouse today doing the mock trials, which is which is terrific. And that's and that's actually the mock trial stuff is actually for high schoolers. In addition to um, in addition to law students, we do there's a law student one, but there's a high schooler one as well. The uh, we do a lot in the law schools because we believe in the pipeline. Um, we really think that that is an important part of not only our practice, but the future of the, of the business. Um, so the, the, let me tell you a little bit about the first year uh, program. We have uh, sponsored a program for about 15, almost 20 years, where we go into law schools and help first years find summer internships or clerkships with judges or with law firms or with corporations that are sponsoring, um, that will sponsor them. Not all of them are paid, unfortunately, but a, but a lot of them are. And it provides law students with their first real opportunity to work in a law firm. Well, we discovered that you couldn't just throw them in and expect them to be okay. So what we've done, we've expanded the program to provide um, some etiquette classes, 
some resume and writing classes, some interview workshops, all kinds of additional things that will hopefully help them be successful in the long run. Those are part of our commitments. This past year, the ambassadors that I mentioned before have sponsored events, two events at each of the three law schools that we have in, um, in the Houston area. So we've been really getting more and more involved in the law schools. We have an explicit mentor program for young lawyers uh, where people are paired up, mentor and, uh, and protege. Um, and that, you know, frankly, I'm in contact with two or three of my mentors over the years, and I, our mentees, excuse me, yeah. for over the years, um, because those are sometimes lifelong relationships that you can develop. And, and at the bar, that's what we're all about. Well, you know, David, one thing that comes across loud and clear is the devotion that the Houston Bar Association has to public service and giving back to the community. You mentioned uh, your activity with the Houston Food Bank. Give us a few more examples of uh, where the Houston Bar Association is giving back. Well, you know, I got to tell you, Larry, this has been one of the highlights of my year as president, because most weeks I show up at a different event to thank people for coming, to say something on behalf of the Bar Association. And you know what happens to me almost every week? I see a different group of people. (laughs) Three or four weeks ago, I was at the Special Olympics. This is our 25th anniversary of working with the Special Olympics. And um, the people that I saw at that event were completely different than the people who I saw at the fun run last weekend, <laughs> which we had, which benefits a, uh, a center for people with mental disabilities. We've done that now since 1985, however many years that is. Oh, yeah, I know. It's 29. Next year is the 30th year of it. So we've done, we, we, we have several of those types of activities. As I mentioned, we've built a bunch of Habitat for Humanity houses. Um, we, but, but we also do a lot to educate the public. Um, coming up in a couple of weeks, I'm speaking at the People's Law School, which is a, a um, Saturday morning program that we do with, uh, uh, with Dean Richard Alderman at the University of Houston Law Center. And basically, we go in and we, and we teach people how to hire a lawyer. What does it mean to have a fight with your landlord? What are your rights when you do that? And we sponsored that program for 20 plus years, too. So it's a very, you know, we're very committed at the HBA to giving back to the communities in which we live and giving lawyers the opportunities to do those sorts of things, which is really important. Well, that that comes across loud and clear for sure. And uh, let's take a quick break right now on Ringler Radio and be back in a minute right here with our special guest, David Shomit, and our co-host from Houston, Bob Capel. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. 
Welcome back to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and glad you could join us today. I'm joined by my co-host, Bob Caples, of the Ringler Houston office, and our special guest, Attorney David Shomet, president of the Houston Bar Association. Uh, David, there's a terrific community project called the Veterans Legal Initiative, which was established in 2008. Uh, tell us about it, providing free legal service and representation to U.S. veterans. It sounds uh, tremendous. Give us, uh, give us some uh, detail about it. Well, you know, this is probably one of the most exciting new things that the bar is doing. We just celebrated, we were down, the, um, my staff and I were down at the Veterans Hospital, the VA hospital, celebrating our sixth year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we brought cupcakes. It was very exciting. <laughs> um, so every Friday, with the exception of the day after Thanksgiving, every Friday, we go down to the, the VA hospital and we have a legal clinic. And any veteran or spouse of a veteran or even a relative of a veteran who needs help can ask any legal question at that point. And if we can assist them by taking their case and helping them, um, whether it's a landlord problem or a, uh, a, a probate issue, whatever it is, then we put them into our volunteer lawyers program. We've been doing that for, for six years. Hmm. In addition to that, we also have helped uh, establish a veterans court, a court in the criminal law um, division in the in the criminal law courts, specifically designated to treat the special issues that veterans who end up in the system may face. The judge in that court is himself a veteran, a friend of mine for over 25 years, and he is somebody who is committed to assisting people with the, get through those issues. Um, it was one of the first veterans courts in the country, and now after we established it, like you know, six seven years ago, now it's uh, a very common prototype across the country. In fact, one of the debates that we have right now is whether we need to establish a second one or not, which is a great debate to be having. It is so important for us to give back to the people who have given to us, and it is nice to see that the members of the, our bar have totally responded to that. These Friday clinics are staffed by lawyers wide-ranging from corporations, from big law firms, from small law firms. And one of the other things that we've done is, you know, there are 45 or more bar associations in the greater Houston area. And what we've done is we reached out to those those other bar associations, which are all a lot smaller than the HBA. But but we've reached out to them and said, why don't you come and man a uh, veterans clinic for us? And they've responded by doing that. So um, I think the Asian American bar has been out for one. The Hispanic bar, I think, has been out for one as well. That, to me, shows that the commitment to veterans is is across all lines. And it really, what what it really allows us to do is to become much more of a portal for people to to effectuate their service. And that's really what the HBA can do when it's doing its job the best. That's terrific stuff you're doing. And and just as an aside, has your has your veterans program served as a model for other bar associations around the country, or is or is it somewhat unique to your organization? Oh, it's it, it you know it's it, that's a great question. What happened after we started it? It first went to the state of Texas, and we got a grant from the uh, Texas Access to Justice Foundation to expand our program to the seventeen to seventeen counties around mm-hmm. Houston. We do that in partnership with the Fort Bend Bar, which is very close to us. Jefferson County, which is Beaumont to the east, and the Austin Bar, which is Travis County Bar. So we do that in 17 counties. Now, when I was at a meeting not long ago in Chicago, a National Council of Bar Presidents meeting, 
the the um, the president of St. Louis stood up and said, "We really appreciate what they're doing in Texas because that's serving as a model for what we're for what we can do in in Missouri." So it is both across Texas and across the country. And frankly, it's something that um, we at the HBA are incredibly proud of. Well, congratulations. You should be proud of that. Uh, David, this is going to be a very tough question, I think, considering all the great initiatives and programs that you have uh, been involved in. I'm going to ask it anyway. Please tell us what the one thing that you have taken away from your work with, uh, with the Houston Bar Association. <laughs> just, just one thing. You gonna hold me to that? <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I told you it'd be tough. Um, you know what? The one thing is, is, is the you know you can say that we're the fifth largest bar association, and people kind of understand it. You could say that we have eleven thousand five hundred members and list all the committees and all that other stuff, but to truly understand um, the breadth of what we do, you have to be the president. I, in the past year, I have attended judicial investitures, uh, uh, Habitat for Humanity home dedications. I've given a bunch of speeches. I've spoken, I've read to school children. I've spoken in front of high school groups. And, and to see the, the impact that this organization has on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis is really inspiring. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm flattered. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to pop in and say, okay, this is a bigger deal than you. You need to, you need to step back and let somebody real take this over because it is, it is an amazing thing. And I am so honored to have been the president of this organization. I'm not done yet, but, you know, it is, it is inspiring. And you look at what all the great things we're able to achieve and, you know, it, it, it takes the dedication of so many people and the staff of the HBA is amazing and they've done so much great work. That's what I'm going to take away from this is that, you know, there are a lot of people who, despite having incredibly demanding careers and home lives and a bunch of other things going on with them, they are able to find time to be, to be um, generous yeah. and to give to other people. And, and, and what else could you ask for? You can't. And, and you know, your your term is going to be up at some point, and uh, I'm sure you have a lot of other personal goals that you have in mind as, as you as you leave the presidency at some point. What, how does that look to you as you look down the road? What, what, what do you see for yourself? Well, um, on a personal level, I have, uh, it, while being president of the Houston Bar Association, probably in a fit of minor insanity, I was also the chair of uh, another nonprofit in town called Neighborhood Centers. And Neighborhood Centers runs uh, one out of every four head starts in the greater Houston area. They uh, run 14 um, work source, you know, basically helping people find jobs. Um, and their annual budget is well over $250 million a year. And I, and I just finished that term. Uh, my HBA term will be up sometime soon. Once that's all over, I think I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. but, but my clients are saying, you know, we love all this stuff you're doing in the in the public, but you know, we have matters we need you to take care of. So well, I'll probably just try to keep a low profile and go back to work um, and hang out with my kids. My older son plays a lot of baseball. My younger son is very involved in Boy Scouts, and I love doing that stuff with them. So. I'll probably just go back to that and hide in the corner. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I had an old boss who said, "If you want to get anything done, give it to the busiest guy in the room," and uh, that's that's exactly what you've displayed here for sure. And so, let's wrap up the discussion, uh, David, by letting me ask you this question: uh, For those lawyers or future lawyers who are listening to this uh, or contemplating the law, what advice would you give to uh, people out there who are looking to the law for their future? You know, um, I had a discussion. That's a that, that's a really good question. I'm really glad that you asked it. Um, 
I had a discussion with the dean of of uh, Thurgood Marshall School of Law about three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lunch with the deans of the law schools once a quarter, and during one of those lunches, he said to me, "You know, when you're going out and talking to people, make sure that they know that it's great to be a lawyer. That there's, you know, if you read the press, if you hear the stories about how people graduate with a lot of debt, people in the law are unhappy." But there are a lot of us who love the practice of law, love the impact that we can have in our clients' lives, and love the things that we're able to do. I'm one of those people. And, you know, what I would say to to future lawyers, to people who are in the profession, is there is a lot of satisfaction that you can derive from being a lawyer. It is a different practice than our father's and our mother's practice. It is very different than our grandfather's and our grandmother's practice. But it is still a noble profession where we're able to do things that people don't otherwise get to do. You know, um, I'm, I, I am uh, the first African-American to be the head of the Houston Bar Association. And what I often say to people is that the in the African-American community, the word attorney is an appellation. It's like doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I get letters all the time that say attorney Chomet. I get addressed that way every once in a while. That's because in the African-American community, we recognize that being a lawyer is special. It's a special kind of job. And I would ask that you know, future lawyers and people in the profession don't ever forget that, that we are, we are in a special place. Don't get me wrong, with special, you know, with, with, with to those who, who much is given, much is expected. And I've often said that to people, too. But it is really, it's an honor to be a lawyer. And we, we just need to not forget that. And sometimes in the day-to-day grind, it's easy to do. Well, you know, when you sp- t- use the word special, uh, I think you've just spoken about yourself. Uh, there's no question uh, that the community in Houston, the people of Houston, are very well served by their bar association. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you can say that about most all communities, but <laughs> your leadership, David, uh, it's obvious uh, for anyone listening to this show has, has made a huge difference. And uh, if anyone wanted to get a hold of you or contact you, how would they do that? Um, the easiest way is probably to, to uh, contact me uh, through email. They, mm-hmm. I mean, you're welcome to call my office uh, if you want to, but the easiest way is email. My last name's a little tricky, so... Uh, my last name is spelled C-H-A-U-M-E-T-T-E. Um, it's D, and then my last name at, my last name, P-L-L-C dot com. The good thing is, if you Google me, I always come up. There's only three of three David Chomets <laughs> that come up in Google. And the other, one of the other ones is a semi-pro soccer player in France. And I'm telling you, he has Photoshopped his face on my body in all of his pictures. I'm I can imagine. Those, ab, those abs look, that's a six-pack. I can see it coming right there. Absolutely. Well, I know Absolutely. I know that if you Google Bob Caples, you come up with a Houston Structured Settlement guy that's really uh, terrific. So, Bob, uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Thanks, Larry. Um, they could always find me on our website at ringlerassociates.com, but also if they wanted to call, they can be reached, uh, you can reach me at uh, my local number of 281 281- Nine three seven nine zero nine zero. And of course, if any of you out there want to get a hold of any Ringler Associate for structured settlement purpose, you can always reach us at ringlerassociates.com. Uh, it's a terrific website. It's got a lot of information for uh, anyone that's interested in the subject matter. And uh, if you're a first-time listener, you should know that every Ringler radio show can be found on ringlerassociates.com, or you can also reach us from ringlerradio.com 
LegalTalkNetwork.com, or you can go to iTunes and download right from iTunes. Put it right there on your uh, little iPod and go uh, walk in the park and listen to Ringler Radio. And you can hear David Shomet and Bob Caples and myself with this terrific discussion. So with that, David, thanks again for being our guest. Thank you. We really enjoyed it. And Bob, again, great co-hosting. Uh, enjoyed it very much. Likewise. Uh, thank you so much. And for the rest of you out there, go have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today. Today.